My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Okay, and we are live with the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I have such a fantastic show for you. I'm really excited about this. Uh, I have a guest today. I have Marnie, your wing girl. She is on to talk with me about um, whatever the heck we decide to talk about. And so I'm just going to take a quick moment to introduce her, and I will do that uh, in, in just a moment here. So my name is Dominique Drew. This is the Art of Attraction. Um, we, you know, here we focus on, on you know what it is that's holding you back, what it is that's keeping you single. Um, a lot of it, we relate to dating, but a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with dating because honestly, a lot of your dating issues don't even have their source in uh, dating and relationships, but they're personal issues, things where you struggle, your confidence, your fears, your um, beliefs about yourself. That's what really holds you back both in your dating life and in your life as a whole. And so here at The Art of Attraction, it's about you know, the art of learning to attract what you want and learning why you attract what you don't want and how to solve that. And to me, that's an incredibly magical process. I've done this for, I was actually just looking back, it's about 18 years now. Um, and I've done it consistently and intensively for my entire life. And I am, uh, I imagine this will probably come be up tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> I know. No, I say that too. I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for 14 years. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. Oh my God. I thought that actually, as I said, I was like, man, I'm getting up there. Okay. All right. Okay. Middle age. I see you. I'm, I'm well, on my way. You know what you're talking about. That's it, what, that's the, that's the benefit. And it. you know what? That you're not a newbie God. anymore. You have experience and you are knowledgeable. So people should come to you for your wisdom. See this girl right here, people. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is Marnie. Marnie is, you can find her at winggirlmethod.com. Winggirlmethod.com. Uh, she is amazing. She is literally a another female dating coach. We literally have, my. the reason I'm so excited to have her on is we have the exact same job and totally different jobs at the exact same time. And I just find that really fun and fascinating. Um, so before yeah. we dive in here, I just want to give a little shout out uh, a friend of yours, um, or maybe you guys have worked together, Don Becker actually reached out to me on LinkedIn and connected the two of us uh, really kind of of his own volition. So I'm really grateful for that because I'm just like a huge Barney fan. Um, and so I wanted to give him a little shout out. So Don Becker, um, he runs a company called Social Media Dominance, and he helps online coaches double their revenue in 100 days using Instagram. So if that interests you, then go check out uh, Don Becker on Social Media Dominance. Thank you so much, Don, for uh, the connect. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and dive in. Marnie, I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to thank him as well for connecting us. Yeah. I, I just like people who 
on their own try to assist and help, which, you know, in the back end kind of assists and helps them as well, but who, who like to connect other people. That's a, a huge thing for me. It's a huge thing in dating. Um, and uh, I think it's wonderful how it worked out for us. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm, I feel similarly. I'm someone who always is like, when someone's talking to me, I'm always sort of listening in the back of my head, like, okay, how can I, how can I help? <laughs> I've found this, I had this incredible experience. I went down to Costa Rica to um, a, a festival down there for like uh, about 10 days. And I had this, these incredible experiences like on, on the beach with the sunset and it was just amazing. And, um, and I, I had this incredible sort of revelation about myself, which is that I'm really geared toward service, actually. Um, and it's really, this was a revelation for you. That, well, I know it, it is. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it is, I guess, kind of obvious, but I'm also like, I don't really take a lot of shit. Um, right. and I'm not sort of like the sort of sweet, like I don't distort at least anymore toward submission or toward, um, doormatness. Of course I had to install right. my boundaries brick by brick. That's a totally result of this work. I didn't have any when I started, but I, the, the revelation, I guess, was the depth of that. Like, I have this profound desire to serve the world on a global level. Like, that is my, that's what I incarnated for. That's why I'm here. Um, yeah. And it was surprising you to me. You do a wonderful job at it. That's amazing. Uh-huh. But it is interesting, I guess, because you had to go through a whole process of altering how that looks for you. Maybe you didn't realize it before because maybe before it felt a little bit needier for you that you were doing these things for other people. Whereas now you may just be doing it because it's something that actually benefits you. And isn't that just always the way it is? It's like, here's who you really are. And then you just distort that in some way. And you're some sort of like slightly fucked up version of who you really are. And then when you do the work and you clear through it, it's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just calmly and confidently who I am. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge thing. I think like you were, you were talking about before, uh, where you and I do very different things. I actually don't see it that way. Both of us do very similar things. I think a lot of my materials do cover the basics and basic levels when it comes to dating and attraction. Mm. But at the core, when it comes down to coaching, I think both you and I hear the same stories and then end up working on very similar things. Your method is very different from, from my method in that it goes way deeper. Um, into, you know, who the person is and how they're constructing their story about themselves. But most of the work that I end up doing with the guys that I work with are about their belief systems Mm. on who they are and how they see themselves. So while there are differences, there's definitely similarities. And I think that for you and I, I think we help men remove those layers like you're talking about for yourself where you see yourself as now someone who enjoys serving other people, Mm. I think we remove the layers of bullshit so that people can actually be the men that they want to be in dating and they're not held back by the things that they think they're supposed to be or by the fear that stops them from really putting their best foots forward. Or maybe not best foot. That's not like a sexy way to put it. They're like most attractive foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I just, my body just naturally took a deep breath when you're just like, you know, clearing through the bullshit. Like that's just, that's so what both of us are, are about. I just love that. And, and yeah, I'm so glad that you said that. And, and my impression, you know, I, I, the, the, I think where that was coming from is the, I started watching your videos when Don first put us in touch and 
you were, I, I, <laughs> I was saying it was different from the perspective of like, I'm watching your videos. I didn't know any of the material in there. I, I was right. watching it like popcorn, like, oh my God. Is that true? Oh my God. That's why women do that? Oh my God. It was like so. But that's great. It's so that great. That feels wonderful for me to hear that like you're even learning. Because I will, I will say like my journey from, I started this 14 years ago, maybe slash 15 years ago. And I started by making a joke at a singles mixer about being a wing girl for men. I was, I'm not going to say how old it was, but I was very young at the time. And no, I was 23 at the time. And I made this joke. And um, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going on my gut instincts at that point where I was helping men pick up women, helping men attract women. And when I started doing this work, I would go out with them and I would just end up answering questions from guys about what we want, what we don't want, how to do this, how to do that. And over time, you know, I had to learn how to do these things. I had to dive more into psychology. I had to dive into the pickup world. I had to dive into, you know, rules of communication and just like, everything to get more of a foundation for the things that I was teaching to men so that it wasn't just my gut instincts that I was providing advice from. It was actually, most of it now is based in science and psychology mixed in with interviewing nearly, you know, 5,000 or 6,000 women at this time um, and collecting their thoughts, perspectives and desires. And I think a, a lot of what I've even learned about women and myself I wasn't aware of before. Hmm. A lot of the things that I had been doing in the past or the way that I had been responding or reacting to men, I, I wasn't aware that any of it was happening. So it's, it's also educated me. So it's like what you were saying with the things that you were learning. Most people don't know these things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are things that I've had to focus on and learn so that I can relay that information to another gender who sees the world completely differently than I see it. Um, So it's not that uncommon for you to be sort of surprised by some of the things that you were watching. I mean, the whole, the the whole thing, it was a video and and anybody listening, um, I highly recommend if you're interested enough in, in dating attraction to watch, to listen to this podcast, check out Marnie's YouTube. Um, She has all sorts of videos and they are just packed with really powerful information. And there was one that um, sticks out in particular that was about like why these girls do these things that seem to make no sense. Um, and you were just like, don't even try to figure it out. Like girls are nuts. Okay, here's what she's doing. When she does this, that means this. And I was just like, oh, oh my God, I had no, I had no idea. And I was such a self-sabotager. Like I used to be super, like, I'm naturally super uh, kind of flirtatious. That's oh, it's a way that I connect and I'm sort of at peace with that now, right? Um, but I used to be really distorted and it would be very coy and like kind of negative. And, um, and I would just, and I was also very ashamed of it. People would call me a tease, which by the way, I totally am. Um, and I was, me I too. felt shame. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Very similar background. Isn't that amazing? And it's just, and I, I thought that was something that was embarrassing. I thought that was like, oh, you never follow through or some shit. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to follow through. So you should just know that. And if that's not for you, then cool. But if you really yeah, enjoy then go somewhere else, then exactly. go somewhere I, else. I, I totally agree with you. I love it. I love being so now secure in, 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 in who I am, whether it makes sense or not. It's like, I don't, I don't really need to make sense to you. <laughs> Here I am. No, if, it is making you're sense. you're interested, come on in. Well, the, it is funny because I had, I had to learn about my sexuality when I was younger because when I first started dating my husband, ways that I would behave or ways that were true to who I was uh, and who I am, I didn't really understand how they affected other people 
So there was definitely a learning curve for me about how to be in a relationship and be respectful of another person while still maintaining who I am Honoring and not yourself. apologizing. For yes. It. And so, and but the, the, there, it was a learning curve for me because I, I had it been a certain way for a long period of time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it bit me, sometimes it didn't. And I, to be honest, I was either very okay with it or I wouldn't say the word is ashamed, like similar to what, what mm-hmm. you had said. I, I would feel bad about it, but mm-hmm. I didn't have any other resources and I was using what I knew how to use for my personality at the time. Um, and so I remember like having conversations with my boss at the time about this because my husband was having, he was my boyfriend at the time, challenges with me being as flirty as I was. Mm. And I forget even what she said, but she, there were things that, that hit me um, where I, I did have to alter a, a way that I thought about things and the, a way that I did behave to be respectful of the fact that I was now in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I just learned how to, to still be me, but be me in a relationship or be me and be respectful of other people so that it wasn't just like, oh, okay, I don't care if I'm too flirtatious and like, you can't read my signs. Uh, because that can be damaging for some for some people, even for yourself, and can get you into situations you may not want to be put into. Um, but yeah, there was there was ways to understand about how, and I'm sure you went through this process too about how what you were doing was affecting other people, and how to still be you, and not 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 not, not offend other people, but like not uh, at least be be. Uh, cautious of how other people are taking in your information, even though it's their responsibility about how they use what you put out there. Consider it, maybe. Consider it. Oh, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really important because I think that people who talk about authenticity, and I'm wearing, I'm doing some air quotes here, um, authenticity and kind of like a, fuck you, I am who I am. So take it or leave it. Like, just so everybody knows, that's not authenticity. <laughs> that's a defense. Uh, it, right, it's a, it's right. a middle finger. You're walking around with a middle finger to everybody and you're wondering most likely why you're pushing people away. Spoiler alert, that's why you're pushing people away. Um, yeah. And so it's not even so much about, like that's, a, that's such a beautiful example. There's a person who, who you want, right? Because you could have left and been like, nope, I prefer to be flirty. Thanks, bye. And you may have done that with other people who had an issue. But yeah. this one you wanted, right, in the moment. And so... Something you're doing is hurting something that you want. And so it's really, it's less about like being me, which we're sort of like so into, because like, what does that even quite mean? And more like, how, how is what I'm doing reacting in what I'm getting or, or, or yeah. ending up in what I'm getting? You could absolutely yeah. be you, 100%. You may, however, have lost that particular relationship. So in the yeah. moment, you know, it sounds like you're, you know, really did some, some, some self-work, which is... Yeah. I think well, it's kind of what's going on right now with um, being anti-racist. Uh, so yeah. for, for a lot of what's happening in the world right now, there's a lot of belief systems that we have in place that uh, I had my physical therapist explain this to me about, oh, what's it called? White frigidity. Um, about, I, I'm going to totally screw this up and please don't be offended no. for anybody who's listening if I fuck it up. But basically how, um, like if you're white and you do something that can be, taken as racist without even knowing that it's racist because it's, it's, it's built into you. Yep. Um, that if, if somebody who is black has to take care of you because you feel bad that you've done something 
racist without knowing and then you get defensive about it because you don't think it's racist. Anyway, this this Mm. is a long explanation, but the whole point is like that you have to battle it at first to realize that what you're doing is potentially hurting other people, even if it is you and how you've been built or how you've been programmed up until that time, that that wonderful vision of you and how you see yourself may be hurtful to other people. And you have and to, to get a, you know anywhere in this world, you have to take into account how, how your actions, your beliefs, your behaviors affect other people. And that's a, a, you know, a sticky time period to adjust, to grow and to learn more or to get to the other side where you can see things from a fuller point of view. And that happens to most people who are in their 20s because you're all about you when you're young. And then you have to start opening your, you don't have to, but you should open your eyes to other people and other belief systems and other ways that people work so that you can you can be a, a part of the world that's around you or at least enjoy the world around you a little bit more. Yeah, and be more aware. Like it's exactly as you said, learn yeah. more so that you can understand what your what your impact really is. Um, yeah. Because while 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 I don't know if if one can say that you're responsible for a res- for a perspective that you don't realize is hurtful, I would say that maybe that you are responsible for asking, for finding out, for doing your research, huh? on how you see the world and how it impacts others. And then as soon as you are aware of it, right, then it's in your responsibility because it's in your conscious awareness. Yeah, completely. Yeah. This is very sexy talk for the guys who are watching who want to get some <laughs> advice on women. Um, let's get back to those basics that you were talking about. This is like very like broad and... Uh, but yeah. relevant. I, I don't know if it's what it's. I don't know if it's what guys came for. But but re- oh, you know what? You if you want to keep going down this path, poor loves. By this point, if they're still tuning in and thinking they're getting dating advice, they have not listened to very many episodes because bless it. Like we just end up talking about their childhood trauma and what their parents right. were like and how they carry their defenses and. <laughs> but those are huge things. They it's are like huge things. They are. They're that's massive. That's, that's, like even even. Just even so, for guys that I talk to right now, uh, so I have this this uh, my Facebook group for members of basically people who purchase programs for me get mm-hmm. free access to this uh, Facebook group, mm. and there is somebody who posted um, like a texting conversation with a girl that he met on an app, and he basically just asks her a question after a question after a question. It's like so boring reading it. It's like a robot. There's absolutely no personality involved in yeah. it whatsoever. And you can see on the flip side for her, from her, she's just like, okay, if you're going to be a robot, so am I. Mm-hmm. I'm going to answer your questions and not give you anything back. <laughs> I've done and that. It, yeah. And, but, but that, that is from like the, the, exactly what you were talking about before. There is like this need for staying in that safe space and not veering in either direction that could potentially ruffle a few feathers on there, like being playful, fun, and light or teasing in some way. So many guys get so locked and they are not really expressing who they are as men. So they end up becoming robotic and stale and Mm. boring. And so, 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 uh, so much of what you believe about yourself and your history plays into how you represent yourself with individuals, especially women. And so if you can unlock, like do the work that guys do with you, unlock all of whatever's going on with you, tweak it, fix it, then it would it transforms 
everything so that you don't really have to ask, how do I talk to a woman? You just yes. talk to a woman. Yeah. I don't, how do I go on a date? With yeah. I just go on a date with a woman. So I, I think like- <laughs> You just go, you a, just do a it A lot of natural. the answers, yeah, yes. are, are, they do happen beforehand. I mean, there are like little things, but most often when you do the work in the, on the front end to figure out like who you are, what you want, how you express yourself, blah, 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 blah. Like all the after questions are answered for you already. I love that so much. That's exactly why I work in the realm where I work because it solves all these problems that like you would have to do individually. And instead you address it at the core and it, it, it all just melts. I mean, the problems just melt. It's incredible. Um, I do a, yeah. a live coaching with my, um, my group every week. And I was on a call, uh, the call on Monday and uh, one of my clients just said, he's just said, I teach them to sort of like breathe down and like connect with their, with their body because that's where they can read um, what it is they really want to do. It's how you find your authenticity, right? So I have this little sort of breathing exercise that I'll take them through. And um, that's also, by the way, when you're connected to your, to your body, that, that you also learn to read signals. A lot of guys come to me because they have no idea how to like tell if a woman's interested. And it's like, that's because you're disconnected from your body because there's, you're up in your head or there's right. fear going on or whatever. And he was so right. cute. He goes, he goes, I mean, I just, he was talking about this when he met um, an ex-girlfriend uh, probably eight or nine months ago. And, and he goes, uh, he goes, we were sitting on a, sitting on a bench and I got into my head and I was thinking, oh, what should I say? This is our first date. He's like, what should I say? And then I remembered Dominique's work and I breathed down in my body and I just sat there still for a moment and I just moved my foot and connected my foot with her. It felt good to move my foot. And so I moved my foot and I touched her with my foot and then we dated for seven months. <laughs> and that's how it happens, right? And that's how that it happens. That's exactly how it happens. The, the, one of my first things that I, like my first phrases that I ever started saying to guys from so long ago was um, like, stop paying attention to her signs and stop paying and start paying attention to the one sign that actually matters, the sign in you that says, I like her, I want her. And then all of these questions will be answered for you. I love because that so then much. you'll act from your perspective. And then she'll act from her perspective too, saying like, eh, don't touch me. Eh, don't come near me. Oh, don't flirt with me. She'll let you know. But if you're constantly looking to this woman to guide you on how you should be, you're screwing yourself. Like yes. you're never going to get the response that you're looking for because it's inauthentic. It's, it ends up being robotic. And you don't know what any of her actions really mean. So that's going to be convoluted and confusing for you. Yes. And they spend all their time trying to do that, trying to like figure out what she's thinking. I'm like, don't worry about it. You, you can't. It is by definition in the universe impossible to know exactly right. what it is. You can get the gist, but, but like, you can who say, has time? What are you thinking right now? Or you can freaking or you ask flirting with, me. with yeah. your words <laughs> like yes. a grown and That's up. how you clarify. <laughs> but that, take, that took a long time for me to learn. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is a challenging thing to learn because it's scary. Because if you do say those things, then you have the chance of hearing, oh yeah, no, I'm not interested in you. I just see you as a friend. Or any of the, the, the negatives that you may not want to hear that you could lose out on this woman who you've been in love with for a very long period of time and to hear her say no is awful, absolutely mm. awful. So I, I completely get it. And I was in the same place for a very long time. And sometimes I currently am in the same place with new situations that I'm encountering in my life. So I completely get it. And I can put myself back into that headspace where I was thinking in those same ways. But once you can lift some of those restrictions on yourself, it, 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 it shifts everything for you. That, that, that last sentence just like sums the entire thing up. You can lift those restrictions on yourself. It will change everything for you. Yeah. 
And I also, I find also that guys, even just from like online dating, especially when their issue is a little bit more sort of shyness or, or resistance or fear of rejection, is they put the um, uh, female on a pedestal, like immediately, like they prioritize the relationship, you know, the, the, the female over what they want or over how they're treated. And they don't even know her. I'm like, this woman could be a horrible person. She could have yeah. just kicked three kittens on her way to meet you for a date. And you're just being like, oh my God, I'm so excited that she's even talking to me. I'm like, well, like raise yourself, you know, there's a way of like sort raise of- Raise yourself off. And if you yourself. just kick three dogs on the way to the date, then maybe you guys are soulmates with each other. But find those things out first. <laughs> then you can say, oh, now you're wonderful. You are, you know, you hurt animals just like me. I love you. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's horrible. I'm not that person. I'm just saying other people, I'm not. They may like that. Oh my gosh. No, it's so true. It's so true. And, 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 and there's so much sort of going on in, in the head that you can't even like really even create that kind of heart connection. And that is what is genuinely attractive. Like it's so funny. Like we, we work in this realm that is just so um, contradictory in ways. It's like, we're trying to sort of get it so that you can be authentic. And of course, there's a lot of really good human reasons not to be authentic or, or so we think they are. They're very convincing, right? So so fine or, you know, fear of objection, a half mere kid and all this stuff. And, and, and then once, but it's like really this actually, we're teaching this thing that genuinely takes no effort. Like if you can just show up and be like, oh yeah, here I am. That it naturally happens for you. Like it was so attractive to even just connect yeah. with someone on a real level. Um, I found that happened but to me. But it takes work sometimes. If it, it like totally takes When work. I was younger, I lived in my head. I couldn't have oh a normal God. conversation yes. without my inner dialogue going absolutely crazy. And it, and I mean, many of the exercises I'm sure that you people do with you and a lot of the stuff that's in my programs as well, um, walks you through how to calm that voice. And if yes. anything, eliminate that voice or at yes. least change that voice for yourself so that you can actually hear the other person speaking and participate in the conversation. It's like, if you are so insecure about yourself and down on yourself and speaking negatively, negatively to yourself, it's really hard to be a part of any type of conversation with people who you want to create attraction with or just anyone in general. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And I don't mean to minimize that. I just talk about that. So, you know, so much on the, on the show of, of sort of diving into those, I'm sort of glossing over a little bit, but you're exactly right. And I was, I also was just a, a pile of insecurities. <clears throat> I mean, I think I had them all. I think I had just like A through Z of like self-hatred and self-loathing and fear of rejection. And I was just petrified to be seen. Um, that one even still comes up for me from, no, from time really to time. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, that's that really what it comes really, down to. Really, really, really good way of putting it. <clears throat> it tends to be exactly, whatever the issue is, it tends to come down to something like that. Fear of being, mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be, fear of being seen um, are two of the sort of most fundamental, because from fear of being seen can be a tendency to hide or uh, fear of rejection. What, what is fear of rejection? Fear of rejection is I'm going to show up as who I am. I'm going to be seen and not wanted. You're not going to like me. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Which is fascinating because, again, there's a contradiction. That that doesn't happen. When you show up as who you are, you you will tend to be accepted. Of course, but if you show up as who you are, it doesn't matter anymore, right? Because there, there's no fear. So the fear of rejection then causes the rejection to happen, right? And mm -hmm. here's why we're here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is all so interesting. It's really quite fascinating. Mm -hmm. Have you um, have you changed quite a bit? Um, like your you know the your your personality or your, you talk about the voices in your head, your mindset, 
Um, for me, my physical body even changed. So as you sort of grown over these um, these years of what sounds like really impressive self development work, um, have you what what like changes have you noticed in yourself? I mean, I'm just more comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. Right? It, that comes with age. That comes with work. That comes with focus. That comes with conversations. Um, but I mean, that little that little girl still pops up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I was at a, a social distancing baby shower over the weekend. <laughs> and I still had some of those insecurities pop up, but I can talk myself off the ledge much faster now. And in the moment, I'm not as held back by those insecurities as I once was. Like I, I can even picture myself when I was in eighth grade sitting in, we called it a uh, uh, DT, design technology. I was sitting in my design, design technology class and we were in a group and there was like some popular girls talking in the group. And and I I can just feel what it felt like to be in a conversation with them thinking like, I want to say something important and I want to contribute, but I'm not mm. comfortable doing it. I just remember I ended up saying something that I thought was kind of profound. And then one girl looked at me and she said something like, oh, that's an obvious thing to say. And I was just crushed oh. by it. And I could not stop thinking about it. Oh. This happens to all kids though for so long afterwards. So like, I'm not that girl anymore and I've definitely worked on myself and I'm much more comfortable being me and who I am and I don't really give a shit if people don't mm-hmm. like me. Yep. Um, I mean, I do, obviously, but I can move away from it much faster. I don't get as fixated. Yep. I also think once we're out of school and we don't have to like have this set group of individuals like us or have to fit in, it becomes a lot easier because everybody does more other outside areas where they can get that those friendships from or other connections from other people. Um, so it, it definitely shifts. Um, but yeah, a lot of it has changed where I just, I just feel more settled in who I am. There's definitely still more work to be done. Like where you're at sounds absolutely fantastic. But <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, I still have insecurities. They're new insecurities that mm-hmm. that pop up. Now it's insecurities about being a good mom or mm-hmm. being um, a, a, a good wife or about like just, you know, new areas of my life that I'm trying to tackle. So yeah, we can take care of all that. Shifts, but I, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually missed out on a lot of that um, because I actually didn't go to school. Um, oh, so I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, very cool. And um, I think a lot of people have a, have a certain view of that because a lot of people are homeschooled for religious reasons. So it tends to be paired with sort of um, a highly intense and possibly not that healthy level of um, uh, religious influence. And um, uh, I, so, but, but I've, I've, but, but my mom, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. My mom was a total hippie. Um, and she just like, didn't like school. She thought that, you know, you're sending your kid away to somebody else, somebody else is raising it, right? At eight hours a day of that child's life, somebody else who you haven't done, you know, don't know that well is, is, is influencing your kid. So, um, so that was just how she felt about it. And, and I just, I've since, uh, you know, through my training, which I started when I was 19, um, and, and, and have continued until now and now the work that I, that I now teach, um, it's like everybody has these traumas and I mean, 90% of them happened in school. I mean, not the core trauma. That, that's not true. It happens in a family because that's, you know, that's, that's, that is where it happens. But, but I just hear a lot of just incredibly painful experiences of kids just being bitches to each other. I mean, just God, yeah. awful, awful, awful. Yeah. Um, I, I can't even. Beanies. <laughs> they're just really, they're terrible. And I kind of can't really wrap, wrap my, my mind around it. But I do deal with the, 
uh, as I'm sure you do, with the um, fallout of a lot of the traumas that are gained there. Yeah. 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 So how was it, were you already a dating coach when you were um, dating your now husband? Yes. Well, no, actually, it was a month after I met him that I started. Interesting. Doing what I was doing. So I had just started dating him casually. And then he went away for the weekend and I went to a singles mixer with my friend who had just broken up with her boyfriend. And um, I, I liked my now husband, uh, <laughs> but I was like, okay, well, we can just window Keep shop options, yeah, with you and support open. you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's when I, I started my business. I remember he came back from his trip and I was like, I started something really cool. Everybody loves it. And he's like, what? I told him and he's like, oh, so you're like an escort. Cause that, <laughs> that's, that's how it came off to people. Some people were like, that's amazing. It's so smart. Other people were like, you're like, like kind of gross. Like they were, it, mainly I didn't know what it was in the very beginning, but I said, I pick up women for men. Isn't that so cool? And, and, and you would be out there going like, on, on dates, like, like doing it. Oh yeah. So I would them? go out with guys okay. and okay. I, I would help them pick up women. I would introduce them to women. I would start the conversations for them. Um, and I remember my husband was like, wait, and you met these guys on Craigslist? What? It was all like very like <laughs> weird at girl. first. My parents had the same reaction. And then because I was in PR at the time, I started getting a lot of press around what I was doing. So at first my parents were like, oh, great. We've sent you to Los Angeles to become like, <laughs> like an escort. That's horrible. And <laughs> you have to come home right now. And then I, I would call them and say, I'm going to be on this radio show. I'm going to be in the LA Times. I'm going to be in this. And they're like, oh, wow, you're good. <sighs> that's cool like they they slowly shifted and as I figured out more about what it what it was that I was doing and took my stuff off of Craigslist and moved into an online uh training program Mm -hmm. um for people all around the world it 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 definitely shifted other people's perceptions as well as um the benefits of the work that I that I was doing so that I was actually an easier work serving people in in a better way um than than I had been in, in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, from my perspective of, of having, having started a, a, a similar business and not really knowing anything about it in the beginning, uh, Craigslist is a great idea for starting out. That's really smart. You know, I, I mean, mean it, I, well, I, I think it was, I think I that's really my clever. Business, so I'm, I'm forever thankful. Yeah. That's a, that was, that's like really smart. That's really smart marketing. Of course you were in PR. So you're already, you're already experienced in that field. I wish I'd been starting yeah. PR when I started this. Um, I remember reading uh, a line, I think it was somewhere on your website where you said you focus on men turning themselves on first. Um, oh, yeah, you got to turn yourself on before you turn anybody else. I love that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because that's just so up my alley. Yeah, like exactly everything we've been talking about on this show. Like if you don't like yourself, how is somebody else going to like you? So mm-hmm. I, again, I was in PR at the time. And if it... You can't do good PR for yourself. How is this woman going to do PR for you? Mm-hmm. She's not there to pump you up, to make you feel, and, and vice versa for her. You're not there to also elevate her and make her feel wonderful. She has to do that on her own. Um, and if she doesn't feel that way or think that way about herself, and vice versa for you thinking that way or feeling that way about yourself, then you're going to project something negative to someone else. So y- you have to be excited about you. You have to think that you are awesome. You have to think that you are worthy. You are, have to think that you are the bee's knees 
and that you are going to add value to anybody else's life that you interact with. You just have to choose who the right person is for you. Mm-hmm. That, that's the way that you have to go at dating and the way that you have to come at it in terms of thinking about attraction. Because if you don't, then you're you're sabotaging any chance of a possible relationship, connection, one night stand, whatever it is that you want. Again, if you're not turning yourself on, then you're not going to turn anybody else on. Yeah. I love that so much. That's, that's exactly, um, that's, that's, I, that's exactly what I've, has been my experience. If you are lit up and radiant, that is when people are naturally, um, drawn to you. And yeah, um, I think about that a lot, sort of like in the, in the pickup scene too, in like a club, right? So a guy will approach a, a woman and she's either not interested or she's got a boyfriend or whatever. And then they sort of, it kind of reinforces their negative beliefs about themselves and they kind of crash a little bit like, oh, see, it happened. You know what? Forget, I'm just going to go home. Like, and then you sort of like, they go down, right? Um, and yeah. actually this, this didn't come from me, but it came from a, a boyfriend who I had who would be like, yeah, when you're, when you're out attracting women, you need to keep your energy up. And I thought yeah. that was such a great way of saying that, like, oh, okay, that one wasn't the one. All right, you know, what else am I feeling? You know, like, yeah. who else am I interested in? But sort of like keeping, like not taking it personally, not holding on to it, not using it to prove yourself right with all the stories you have in your head about yourself, but instead just being like, okay, what else? You know? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that, and I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this with you as well. Do you, and this may be what you just, what you just said, but what do you think is the source of that attraction? Like, even if it's the, if you say this is the, the, the radiance you were just talking about, what is it about that, do you think, that causes someone to be drawn to you where they otherwise may not? Hmm. I'm trying to put it into words. Um, it's, it's kind of like what we've been talking about for this entire show. When, when, you, when you wipe away all that other BS that you've got loaded on top of you and the real you comes out, it... it, it it becomes magnetic. Mm. Like when people are being authentic and I hope, what, what was that sentence that you said before that I really liked? I totally forget what it was. But when, when you, when you're living your life as you, and there's so many people in the world who are not, um, people become envious of it. It becomes very, it, it's, it's, attra- it's attractive to see somebody open Yes. Because most people are not. It's attractive to see somebody who can be unapologetic for who they are because most people are not. Most of us walk around like zombies or most of us walk around covering up our true intentions and our true selves. So when there's somebody who's not doing that, who can be brave and really put themselves out there, um, that's extremely attractive. And there is like some sort of energy, I, that's what I'll, I'll label it as, mm-hmm. that that is put into the world when you are acting that way. And it literally draws other people in. It's, it's like an emotional magnetic force field. Yeah. That's a great way of Something putting it. Something that just, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I, I still haven't figured out how to put that into words. Even using the term energy or like, for when you're talking about charisma, like how do you put that into words? Mm. It is just a feeling that you get from another person when they yeah. are charismatic. There are certain things that you can do to be more charismatic. But when you everybody can picture themselves being around somebody who is just unapologetically them. And you've seen what happens when somebody does act that way. People just literally get drawn into them. I remember 
when I was younger and I went backpacking with my best friend, Lauren. And she had that kind of personality. I didn't. I was mm-hmm. the, you know, wallflower mm-hmm. friend at mm-hmm. the time who I, I definitely was more comfortable than I had been in high school, but she just did not care about what people thought about her. And she was so curious about other people. She made everybody feel great. She was high energy. And we would, we were backpacking in Australia and she would, you know, we'd stay at a hostel and she would go outside on the balcony and have cigarettes with people outside and come back and be best friends. And at first I was like, okay, I have to start smoking and I can make more friends. And I started smoking, got like a horrible sore throat, potentially cancer. I don't know. But, um, it didn't work the same way. And, but I did notice that what she would do was just like say whatever she wanted, mm-hmm. be whoever she wanted. If somebody didn't like it, she kind of joked around with them about it. She like was fine with it. She, she wasn't rude. She wasn't too aggressive. She wasn't defensive. She was just open. And I really spent the rest of our trip and time together learning how to be more like that. Mm. And to learn how to be more like that, I had to get over a lot of these beliefs and fears that I had about people accepting me. Um, and and my, my program, How to Become a Man What I Want, is all, like the first portion is all about doing the exercise that I myself did to, to get nice. rid of these layers on top of me um, to help me be more me. The me that I kept seeing inside my own head that I wanted to be, but just couldn't figure out how to like let her out. Yeah, I think that's probably a really um, almost universal experience. Um, That state um, that she was in, I would almost, would the word fearlessness kind of fit there? Wait, sorry, you cut off for one second. Oh, would would fearlessness um, describe how she was? Socially? Yes, for sure. Because I'm thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. And the thing is, is that if you were to actually talk to her about it, she would probably say, oh God, I'm so scared when I go and talk to people. And that's authentic too. <laughs> like that she would reveal to you that she also still felt that uncomfortable. So yes, there it is fearlessness, but it's more fearless, fearlessness of, of, of people seeing her. That Like no matter what it was, the fact that she was fearful, um, or nervous or whatever, she was okay with that. Yes. Where she could announce like, oh God, you're making me so nervous right now. Oh, you're so pretty. Like, oh God, I'm so intimidated by you. She, she would say those things. And it was just like so endearing. And mm. so she, it's not, she was not this gorgeous girl either. She actually was quite the opposite. But mm. um, yeah, she just had this, but magnetic. this openness. This yep. ma- openness to her that made her magnetic. I love that too, because I have, um, I think a whole... A, I think whole podcast episodes on the difference between beauty and attractiveness. Um, because I think a lot of people mix yeah. it up. They go, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not handsome. So I guess there's just that. And it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with that. <clears throat> if that thinking were accurate, nobody, you know, other than supermodels would be in relationships, right? Right, exactly. Um, and I exactly. think- I, I'm so, I'm going to interrupt you for two seconds. Yeah, I actually have to, to get off. It's almost been a, an hour now, but I'm, I'm going to have to get off in a couple of minutes just to let you know. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, no problem. I've got about another 15 minutes, but I can, uh, I can carry on the conversation by myself. That's just fine. Yeah, you okay. let me know. You let me know when it's, uh, okay. when it's time I'm for gonna, you. I'm going to jump off in three minutes, but this, this, was, this was fantastic. Good, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, as well. Oh, so if you're going, okay. So then I'll, I'll shift the conversation just a little bit. Um, so... So uh, tell me what it is that you're offering right now. Where can people find out more about you? Um, how do you work with people? And, um, and where, can they, where can they take advantage of it? 
Yeah, well, de- we'll definitely go to winggirlmethod.com or if you want to get a taste of who I am and what I am offering, um, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash or youtube.com slash Marnie Kinneris. Um, and or you, you just want to type in wing girl at the top of uh, the YouTube search bar. I'll, I'll pull up on there and you can see I have like over 300 videos um, with information about attraction, like what women are attracted to, what they want, what they really want. Oh, and why we all do the crazy things that we do and what you can do to use this information so that you can benefit from it without being a jerk or a big old wimp. Yeah. Yeah. Or resorting to manipulation or to... Yeah, I'm not into that. I was the first woman ever to be involved in the pickup artist industry. Oh. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm not... I I don't want to... I don't want manipulation to be a part of anything that I teach. So I think I was the first person to help shift that industry in a new direction where it was more about, you know, being authentic and not feeding off of people's insecurities and objectifying women. And so um, I am a woman, so I will, I'm a, and I like women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not going to teach men women are great. how to manipulate them. Absolutely. Very similar to you. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I feel like there's a whole nother, another whole nother podcast episode on just those last few things that you said around, uh, around being, you know, uh, starting in that in that industry and kind of shifting how that's seen. That's really fantastic. Um, well, Marty, I'm just so, so, so grateful for you um, coming on the show with me. Thank you so much. It's just, it's such a joy connecting with you. I love, it feels like a little bit of a, of a soul sister connection and I just really appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you so much for your yes, time. I love it. Yes, thank you. And thanks for having me on. I had, a, I had fun. It's absolutely my pleasure. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Okay, cool. All right, we'll speak soon. Take care. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> Boy, I just love her. She is so great. Um, so before I, I close up here, I just want to close up on a couple of thoughts that I was having uh, on what she was bringing up at the end there. She was talking a little bit about um, that emotional magnetic force field. And I was asking her um, a question that, uh, you know, was, was, was a very in-depth question. So I'm, uh, I'm not sure I even exactly know the answer, but as I was um, which was around the, you know, why do you think our natural state is more attractive, right? That's sort of an, an advanced question, right? Why? Yes, authenticity is, attract- is, attra- is more attractive. You can absolutely see that everywhere. Um, got it now. Why? Why is that more? And maybe it doesn't matter, but as someone who's, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to um, meet and connect with people who are uh, on a really high spiritual level or have done a huge amount of personal development work um, because um, we can sort of um, talk about the higher the higher levels, right? The sort of finer ins and outs, things like that. And this is a little bit of an example with that. So I love connecting with sort of the uh, great minds in, in personal development. That's, that's one of the things that really lights me up in life. And, um, you know, our natural state is, um, is joyful. Did you know that? That if you get out of your own way, if you um, let go of all the fear that you carry, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys, if you let go of all the fear you carry, if you let go of projecting um, forward in time and space or spending your time attached to the past, if you let go of the things you're carrying from the past, then your natural state becomes joy, right? Your natural state um, is, is joyful and fearless and, and effortless. And so, yes, that's very attractive because it's lovely to be around, but I think it's also, and I think it's also attractive because 
it is, there's, there's a resonance there. Another person also feels on some level that they are that person because when everybody strips their shit away, that same joy is found. Now that joy will vary somewhat um, uh, from one person to another, but it's not more or less. It's just sort of a different flavor of it. <clears throat> so my joy will have a slightly different flavor than your joy, but we would be joyful together and there would be no difficulty connection to ne- connecting. And it's like this kind of, um, you know, effortless beingness, right? Which is a fantastic place uh, to, to, to learn to be. Um, and that's something that I teach my clients to do in my, in my Art of Attraction program. Um, and so I think when you're in that state, um, you know, it's, it's the, I think the reason that you're attracted to another who is holding that place of, of pure beingness is that you can feel your system wants to go there too, essentially, to, to make it simple. Your system knows inherently that there, that that is the natural state because that's its natural state, right? And so you're, it, it naturally wants to um, connect, right? And that's what attraction is, right? If you take two magnets and, and um, you, you put the um, polarized sides together correctly, then they, they draw together. They want to connect. That's what attraction is. Oh my God, I just realized this, you guys. Oh man, I just had a big uh, realization about myself. Um, I am incredibly geared toward connection. Like if we're um, you know, or I'm having conversation or I'm having an argument, like the way my conversation structure works, the way uh, my argumentative uh, conversational structure works is in order to connect. So it's not like, you know, to be right or to be strong or to be, um, you know, peaceful or to be, you know, anything else. It's not better or worse than any other thing, but my human system is incredibly geared toward connection. I like to connect authentically, right? And I just realized as I'm sort of talking through this a little bit <clears throat> that my um, that, that attraction is the desire to connect, right? If you're attracted to someone, then you um, then you want to connect with them. So you're literally moving towards them with the intention of connecting or at least you're feeling let me let me be more specific. you're feeling the desire to connect in the moment, right? And so it's interesting, isn't it, that I'm in fact drawn toward attraction and, um, and whether it's about dating or not doesn't really matter um, because my system automatically wants to connect. So I, I find that quite fascinating. Um, that's not something that I've really put together before. So that's what I wanted to say um, about that natural state. It's not just, um, you know, oh, it's lovely to be around. I think the reason, it is lovely to be around, but I think the reason for that is that there is um, an inherent resonance. You're, another person's system wants to connect to that, um, wants to connect to that authenticity in you, that light that will naturally come out. When joy is is radiating from you, the reason we use the term radiant is because light, you know, there's, there's almost like a light coming out of you, right? And that's that's what we want to connect with. We want more of that. And so that's why we're, we're drawn to it and we connect. Super cool. So um, uh, again, my name is, is Domini Drew. Um, if you are really feeling that you're having a hard time being authentic in life, this is what I teach. This is the art of authentic attraction. Okay. I'm even thinking about changing the podcast name to that, truth be told. Probably shouldn't say that on the air, but um, it's actually something that I've been thinking about. Um, because it's not just attraction. It's about authentic attraction. It's about the art of authenticity, 
right? That's actually a course that I've been thinking about making is the art of authenticity. And so if being authentic is difficult for you, if you find yourself held back by fear, um, held back by uh, defenses, held back by, um, you know, beliefs that you're carrying, please reach out to me, okay? I offer a, a free call to get on the phone with people, and uh, it's just a way for us to, to connect. You connect with either me or my team, and you're, you're just able to, to talk about what it is that you're going through, and, we, and we, we give you a lot of clarity, okay? What is the real issue that's holding you back? What is the way to fix it? And then if, you know, working with me is, is the bridge to make that happen, then, you know, we can talk about getting you started with the Art of Attraction program or, or the best program for you. So please reach out. Please don't sit at home and think this is going to get fixed on its own. Um, please don't try the same things you've always tried. Please don't f- fall prey to resignation. That's the only thing I can't help you fix unless you're willing to push through it. Does that make sense? Because if you don't want to try, I can't, like, I can't do it for you, right? I need you to be super motivated. If you're like, I want to fix this no matter what, that is who I want to call. I want you to call, okay? I want you to reach out and say, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I know what I want and I sure as hell don't have it. And I will go, great, I have the way, okay? I will guide you step-by-step from where you are now to where you want to be. That is my specialty. That is what I do. So please don't hesitate. Visit my website, dominiedrew.com. Reach out. Let's get on the phone. It's a free call. Um, and if, if it's a good fit, then I can, I can, I can help you create incredible changes. The guys who work with me have so much more freedom. They're actually attracting women effortlessly. Women are being drawn to them instead of them feeling like they're chasing women down. You know what I mean? So, um, they're, they're able to just kind of radiate who they are and, and women are drawn. Women are really authentically drawn to them. So, um, in that way, um, you know, the, the finding your authenticity is 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 the best the best uh, dating solution you can possibly have. Okay, so my name is Dominique Drew. This has been the Art of Attraction. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I just want to give another round of applause for my guest Marnie. Check her out at WingGirlMethod.com. She's phenomenal, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Mwah! Much love. Don't forget to download and subscribe. And if you know anyone who would benefit from this um, podcast, please go ahead and share it. This information really resonates um, with the type of person it needs to resonate with. So if you know of anybody who you think this would um, this could be helpful for, please send it along. Tell them to download and subscribe. And uh, I'll be back next time. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.